I guess that works too. So, couple things that caught my eyeballs when I was scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Steve Kerr doubles down on Donald Trump criticism. I always liked Steve Kerr. He was part of doubles during their uh, second three-peat. And uh, after Michael Jordan came back from his uh, baseball retirement, uh, you know, he was trying to toughen up Steve Kerr and some of the other players. And uh, him and Steve kind of got into a punching match. Uh, neither one of them won or lost. Just they punched each other in the chest. And then uh, Phil Jackson sent Michael off the court and home. And then, you know, him and Steve kissed and made up and were good teammates. And Steve actually hit the game-winning shot in their second repeat. So, let's see here. Uh, this is from YardBarker.com. Link in the YouTube description. Uh, Steve Kerr has never shed or shied, pardon me, away from criticizing the Donald Trump administration and his latest blistering criticism about how the Republican Party sold its soul to Trump reinforces his comments earlier in the week amid controversy surrounding the president. The Warriors head coach took to Twitter on Wednesday night uh, to bemoan the state of things as he sees them in Washington, indicating Democrats have to get this right in 2020 in reference to the upcoming election. Let's see here. Here's one of uh, Steve Kerr's tweets. I believe the vast majority of Americans want a unifying moral leader. Steve must watch a lot of CNN. The GOP has sold its soul to Trump, so the Dems have to get this right in 2020. Make this about jobs and unification, period. Trump is going to get reelected, isn't he? Um, Kerr's tweet follows his social media miss, missive on Sunday in which he issued a scathing rebuke of Trump's controversial tweets about four freshman female lawmakers, commentary that has been classified as racist by many as all four are women of color. That's bullshit. You know, the... Ilhan Omar is the most anti-Semitic person uh, we've had in American politics in a very long time. She's constantly down, you know, putting down Israel, saying that the United States needs to be, you know, wiped clean and start over, uh, and all of this after our Marines saved her tribe in Somalia when warlords were running wild. Yeah. Come on, members of Congress. Call, or This is Steve Kerr's other tweet. 
call, come on members of Congress, call out the president for his racist tweets this morning. Show some leadership. It's the job you are elected to do. Uh, I like Steve Kerr, and he's entitled to his opinion. Um, Kerr, as noted, has been a longtime critic of Trump, who has proven he, who has proven to be a polarizing presence in the world of sports since he took office. Trump has been a polarizing presence in the world of sports, really. So it's no surprise. He sounded off about this latest scandal. There's no scandal. This yard barker is a second rate, third or fifth rate probably, uh, sports website. Anyways, odds are the outspoken Warriors coach will continue to do the same when he deems it necessary to express his views. This article first appeared on Sportstress Blogitude and was syndicated with permission. So this website didn't even make the article. They just... So let's see here. The article came uh, from Sportstress of Blogitude by Jason Rowan. So... Trump apparently tweeted something about the squad and because they're women of color it's taken as racist you know Trump's done nothing in my humble opinion to divide the country it was always Radical left-wingers, and I'm not saying that Steve Kerr is one of those, but it, <coughs> it was always people on the radical left that It's always been the radical left that's divided the country on the anti-Trumpness. I remember, you know, oh, Trump rallies are so violent. Those Republicans are just so violent. There's always a fight at Trump rallies. No, it was Antifa and other left-wing anarchists and agitators showing up at Trump rallies, blocking roads, attacking his supporters... And all of these things. It, it was never Trump instigating the problems. You know. And as you saw in my last video or podcast. You know it's these uh, swamp dwellers that fund a lot of this stuff. Uh, you know it's not always George Soros. A lot of times it's you know the Larry Householders and the Matt Borgeses of the world. 
that go out and instigate these things, pay the, you know, pay some wino to go set something on fire and blame it on a Trump supporter, uh, or who knows what the hell they do. But uh, I have no proof that Matt Borges and Larry Householder ever paid a wino to set anything on fire that just came off the top of my head. But, you know, the fact of the matter of it is, these are the people that agitate and divide the country. Uh, You know, Trump's whole thing on July 3rd, 99.9% of it was talking about unity, about the great history of America, and, you know, every liberal... And whoever found something negative to say about Trump in his speech, uh, you know, CNN called, you know, everything was racist. Well, yeah, you know, if you're somebody like Steve Kerr and you watch CNN and you see those highlights and you didn't watch the whole speech, yeah, you'll think it's racist. You know, if you see him tweeting about how the squad, AOC, Ilhan Omar, Rashida Tlaib, and squad member four she's not even worth knowing her name but anyways how they want to you know reshape and change america and all this blah blah wolf wolf stuff you know yeah that's that's insane yeah you're gonna think that um you know trump is divisive and trump is racist and all these other things Because that's all the media tells you, you know, about him. Certain media outlets. And the funny thing is, you know, Al Sharpton, uh, Jesse Jackson, Oprah, Jimmy Kimmel, uh, all these people, uh, Fox News. CNN. They all loved having Donald Trump on their television broadcasts when he when he was just Donald Trump. But when he became a Republican and it was oh crap, the Republican Party has a leader with a spine for a change, then he became a racist, homophobe antichrist. Uh so S. E. Cup, she's kind of a cutie. I always liked her. Um, Dana, the president uh, might finally wait a second. be I got to shut this on idiot mass, up. But he spent months and months shut downplaying. Up, okay, so Essie Cup has uh, an opinion uh, article here on the Clinton News Network. Uh, if the title is "If Trump is Serious, It's Very Very Good News." So let's see what maybe the good news is. In presidential politics, it's hard to measure greatness. The general sense of the size of the president measured alongside his accomplishments and set in context of his challenges, we have a generation set... You're mocking the importance of mass. Uh, You've been doing some reporting on on this uh, apparent change. Wait a second... Come on, CNN. I just want to read the article. 
I don't want to hear Wolf Blitzer or have a pop-up ad. Hold on, there's a mute button there that works. Maybe. So SE Cup has this article out. If Trump is serious, this is good news. Let's hope we can get through this without another interruption from Wolf Blitzer and computer malfunction. Okay, well, I guess we're not going to get uh, SE Cup's article. <laughs> Let's try this. You know, the best news in America right now could be Donald Trump gets reelected. That's the best news we could have at this point and moment. If you don't, you know, I, I, I watch everything the guy says. And I have some derelict friends who think, you know, people like uh, the jerk-off jerk comedian George Carlin are, was just the most philosophical, whimsical person in the world, which is stupid because George Carlin was stupid. But my one buddy, he's always got his undies in a wad over Donald Trump. And it's like, do you listen to what the man says? Yeah, there's times when he says dumb things, and I just shake my head and go, Oh, Donald, please stop. But, you know, you've got this whole other set of circumstances where he, you know, has a great speech, like the July 3rd speech, and the media picks up a couple seconds if he spoke for two hours and they're giving you a couple of seconds of his speech, wouldn't you go to yourself and say, hey, I wonder what the other uh, hour of the speech was about? You know, what did he say in the other hour that he talked? <sighs> okay. So, we're back to the S.E. Cup article. It's much easier to measure weakness, smallness, and failure. And in the case of President Donald Trump, we can tragically me measure his failure in American lives lost in the pandemic. Oh, come on. Yeah, point, what, point zero five percent of people died that caught the disease and the other... Uh, you know, 99.05% lived. Hmm. Roughly 140,000 COVID deaths in the U.S. That's because it took that many people and months of talk for the president to finally publicly unequivocally promote self-saving practice of wearing a face mask in public. <laughs> it, you know... Trump is right. At first, it was respirators, right? We're not going to have enough ventilators and respirators uh, to give everybody that gets sick a ventilator and respirator. Well, he solved that problem. 
then it was we're not going to have enough protective uh, equipment for our our uh, doctors and nurses. Pardon me. He did, even though Joe Biden says he did not. He President Trump used the Defense Authorization Act to solve both of those problems to get more protective clothing, masks, and equipment to the doctors and nurses. So Clinton News Network stopped covering that. Then it was, you know, the first, the World Health Organization, first of all, said don't wear a mask. The Surgeon General said don't wear a mask. The CDC, Center for Disease Control, said don't wear the masks. And they were lying to us, the American public, because they felt there was going to be a shortage of masks for the doctors and nurses uh, and other first responders, paramedics, firemen, policemen. Well, now we've solved the mask problem. So they're saying, well, if everyone in America wears a mask for the next six to eight weeks, then we could solve this problem. Well, they should have said that back in January and February when they were lying to us and saying don't wear the mask. Trump went along with everything they said. When Fauci and Burks said ban travel from China, Europe, this and that, he did it. When Fauci and Burks said shut down the economy, give everyone a welfare check, throw trillions of dollars into the unemployment system. He did. <coughs> Him and Congress did it. Now, they, they got to find something else to complain about. We all knew, everybody with common sense knew, when we came out of lockdowns, the numbers were going to increase. No shit, Sherlock. But the, even though the numbers of cases are increasing, the death rate is not increasing. And we're coming to find that many more Americans probably had this and went undetected than uh, got sick and died from it. Many, many more. The death rate... And Trump said one death is one too many. I say one death is one too many. But you know what? The matter of a fact is a hundred and forty thousand out of three hundred million Americans, three hundred and twenty five million or so. is a very low death rate when you count, you know, per one million people. Uh, we're about fifth or sixth in death rates in the world. Now, you don't want to be anywhere in the death rates. But, you know, we're not locking our citizens away like China. And South Korea doxed its own citizens and, and, and things like that. In China, yeah, they... They claim they have a really low death rate. We don't know because you never know if the Chinese government's telling the truth. 
uh, you know, the World Health Organization went along with everything China said when this first started. Oh, if it's, you know, you know, Chinese, the Chinese government said it must be the gospel. Yeah, right, you know. And, uh, you know, this just goes on and on. But I'm not even going to read the rest of S.E. Cup's article. You can look it up on, if you're on the uh, podcast platforms, it's on CNN.com. You can search S.E. Cup. The title of it is If Trump is serious, it's very, very good news. Uh, she's like a, a libertarian, but she's she used to be a libertarian. She drifted more to the liberal side of things. But, uh, you know, everything Trump does, you know, these liberals call tragic and call, call it wrong. And, and, you know, he just can't lose for winning. If you really look at his accomplishments, I mean, don't liberals like a good economy? Don't the damn it, the the dingleberries that freak out on Twitter and Facebook and call everything he does racist uh, like good economics? Look at what he's done for the black community with prison reform, Steve Kerr, S.E. Cup. Look what has he done for the black community with. Opportunity zones, opportunity scholarships, uh, you know, the lowest black unemployment rate ever recorded because of the opportunity zones that he, along with Cory Booker um, <clears throat> and Tim Scott, created. Come on, wake up and smell the coffee, people. If Trump doesn't win, this country is going to be. A thousand million times more divided because the divisiveness started under Barack Obama. All he ever talked about was, oh, pity poor me because I'm half black. Uh, You know, just like Colin Kaepernick. Barack Obama and Colin Kaepernick were raised by white families, people. (laughs) Do you know that? They were raised by white families. Barack Obama by his white grandparents and his white mother. And then he had an African-American stepdad. Kaepernick, his dad was black and abandoned him and his pregnant mother. So Kaepernick was adopted by two white people and grew up in white privilege, regardless of his skin color. If there is such a thing as white privilege, you know, uh, but this is what you get with the media, CNN, people like Steve Kerr that watch CNN, you know, SC Cup goes wherever the money is and says wherever the money is going to get her, you know, whatever she can make a buck off of. She's an op-ed writer. And right now, writing opinions that are negative of Trump are what what bought, what sells. It's what pays the bills. So with that, God bless you guys. Have a good day. Um, pray for each other. 
and pray for our leaders, Nancy Pelosi, Donald Trump, Mitch McConnell, your local representatives. Uh, thank you much for listening. God bless you and goodbye. Oh, baloney. <laughs>